Hey, you guys, this is Heidi St. John. Happy Wednesday. Today is June the 14th. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. And so last week, interesting thing happened as I was watching the news. I was watching a a confirmation hearing for uh, President Trump's newest appointee. You know, there are a lot of confirmation hearings right now. And there was a recent one uh, in which President Trump's nominee for the Office of Management and Budget, uh, Russell Vought, I think that's how you say his name, was uh, brought before the Senate. And it actually turned into a criticism of Christianity. It was actually crazy to watch. I watched it with a, a fair degree of stunned uh, disbelief because uh, Senator Bernie Sanders, who, man, you guys, oh my goodness, I, every day I wake up and Bernie Sanders isn't the president is a good day, right? Uh, Bernie Sanders laid into this uh, nominee of President Trump's, and his criticism didn't have anything to do with the guy's political or economic opinions, which is interesting because that's what he was nominated to give, is both a political and an economic opinion. Instead, Sanders went on this bizarre rampage and attacked his Christian faith and his belief that only Christians can go to heaven. So specifically, if you guys haven't seen this, I'm actually going to link back to a YouTube video of it so you can see what I'm talking about. But uh, Sanders was specifically going after uh, Vought for a statement that he made on a conservative blog. And when he was talking about the difference between Muslims and Christians, and he was set, he said, and I quote, this is a fundamental problem. Muslims do not simply have a deficient theology. They do not know God because they have rejected Jesus Christ, his son, and they stand condemned. Now, Vought responded by uh, to Bernie Sanders' criticism by saying repeatedly that he was a Christian. So he said, I'm a Christian. I believe in a Christian set of principles that are based on my faith. The Post was defending my alma mater, Wheaton College, a Christian school that has a statement of faith that includes the centrality of Jesus for salvation. So in other words, uh, Vought was taking a stance that has been uh, shared by countless Christians for thousands of years. But Bernie Sanders just went on a rampage. I don't think I've ever seen anything like it. I was talking to my mom about it the other day because, you know, we're seeing a shift and we've been talking about this on the podcast for several years. We're seeing a shift in the culture and uh, we're seeing very much a shift toward um, an anti-Christian point of view that seems to be more and more prevalent in the culture. So I'm going to go back just a little bit and give you kind of a context for the hearing, because during the hearing, Senator Sanders, Bernie Sanders, didn't ask Vought about his uh, financial expertise, but he questioned him on his belief that salvation was found alone through Jesus Christ, a belief that Vought had expressed in a column that he wrote last year. So the, the column wasn't new. It was written last year. So this is what he said. Uh, He said, Muslims do not simply have a deficient theology. They do not know God because they have rejected Jesus Christ, his son, and stand condemned. So he's quoting uh, this gentleman. And then he asked him directly, do you believe that that statement is Islamophobic? So I just want to stop right there and say, it's interesting to note that a good Muslim, a person who follows a Muslim faith, also believes that Christians are condemned. Right, and so the standard that he's using against Christians is in, is incredible to me because he would say, "Do you believe that, that statement is Islamophobic?" And as I was watching this unfold, I was thinking, "When is somebody going to ask Bernie Sanders if the Muslims are Christian phobic?" 
because for some reason in the culture right now, everything is a phobia, right? So if you don't believe in gay marriage, you, uh, you're you homophobic. If you don't believe that boys can be girls and girls can be boys, then you're transphobic. If you don't believe that Islam is the way to heaven, then you are an Islamophobe. And I think that as Christian parents right now, we have got our work cut out for us, and it has to start on our knees. Uh, so, so, uh, so Vought answers this question that Sanders has thrown at him saying, do you believe that your statement is Islamophobic? Um, And he said, absolutely not, Senator. I'm a Christian and I believe in a Christian set of principles based on my faith, to which Sanders interrupted him. And by now his face was red. It was crazy. He said, forgive me, we just don't have a lot of time. Do you believe that people in the Muslim religion stand condemned? Is that your view? The guy said, again, I'm a Christian. Sanders interrupts him again. He said, I understand that. I don't know how many Muslims there are in America, maybe a couple million. Are you suggesting that these people stand condemned? What about the Jews? Did they stand condemned too? And so Vought again started to say, Senator, I'm a Christian, to which Bernie Sanders began shouting. And he said, I understand you're a Christian, but this country is made up of people who are not just, I understand that Christianity is the majority religion, but there are other people of different religions in this country and around the world. In your judgment, do you think that people who are not Christians are going to be condemned? Now, you guys, this should this should be uh, worrisome as much as it is startling. Because, uh, like I said before, people of different faiths, I mean, we base our, our faith and our beliefs on the Bible and on the work in person, in our belief in the work in person of Jesus Christ. And so, of course, we believe as, as Christians that if you don't have Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that you're going to answer to him. The Bible says that people who don't know Jesus as their Lord and Savior will go to hell. That's what that's what the Bible says. No one likes to talk about that anymore because apparently it's not politically correct to do so. But if you were to talk to a Muslim and say, hey, do you think that I'm going to go to heaven? And they would say, do you serve Allah? Do you believe in uh, Muhammad? And you would say no. And they would say, nope, you're condemned. This is the <laughs> this is the nature of the differing religions. And Muslims and Christians believe and serve an entirely different God. We do not serve the same God. Allah is not the same as uh, the God of the Bible. And so this is a fundamental difference. But at the end of the day, and this is what's so stunning to me, uh, Sanders ends it by saying, in a, in a, in a democratic society uh, founded on the principle of religious freedom, we can all disagree over issues, but racism and bigotry condemning an entire group of people because of their faith cannot be part of public policy. And he voted no. Even though this guy's uh, public service had nothing to do with his belief as a Christian. And so this is amazing to me. And I think as parents, we have a responsibility to be teaching and training our children. How do we live in a way that honors God in a culture that has largely rejected the message of the cross and has now actually turned to be very antagonistic toward the message of the cross and people who steward that message? And so it used to be that we could disagree with a message, right? I see this all the time on my blog and on my Facebook page. It used to be that we could disagree about a message. Now, it's not just that we disagree about a message, we actually go after the messenger. And But Jesus warned us about this, didn't he? Jesus said, hey, listen, in this world, you will have trouble. Jesus said, the world hated me first. Do not be surprised if the world hates you. And I think as parents, one of the things that's so hard for me as a mom, raising my children in this environment, is that I have spent, um, you know, time with my children, and my husband has too, teaching them that you are probably very likely going to face rejection. 
That is part of what we see happening in the culture right now. And Jesus said that was what was going to happen. He prepared his disciples for rejection. He prepared them for suffering. And I think sometimes as moms, we forget that we are in a spiritual war. And so I want to just take, because Bernie Sanders is not the enemy. It, although it sort of feels like it right now, <laughs> right? Bernie Sanders is not the enemy. The Bible says that the enemy of our soul is Satan himself, who we find in 1 Peter 5, 8, prowls around like a roaring lion, literally seeking someone to devour. And so we have got to be on guard against that. And so I want you moms to be thinking about this because make no mistake, in the midst of homework assignments and chores and homeschooling and in all of the uh, seemingly mundane conversations that you have every day with your children, you are preparing a generation of warriors. And these warriors are going to be asked to answer tough questions that the culture is asking. They're going to be asked to give an answer for the hope that lies within them, which is what we're instructed to do in 1 Peter 3.15. And so as parents, what are we doing? We are preparing warriors who at some point will be asked to choose between following God's law and following the culture. And in order to prepare warriors, you have to become a warrior yourself. So that doesn't mean that we are antagonistic. It doesn't mean that we're out looking for a fight, but it means that we know who we are in Christ and we know where our identity lies and we behave in a way that honors him. And we. And so what's our first commandment is to love. It's to love. And it's also to remember um, that for moms, you know, because we don't think of ourselves as warriors most of the time, right? Most moms don't come to motherhood thinking that we're enlisting for a battle because we're life givers and nurturers. We plan meals, we put band-aids on, we give hugs. And I, I think a lot of us would say, hey, I'm not really even a warrior by nature. Well, I guess, unless you mess with my kids. <laughs> and maybe then, you know, the warrior side of us comes out. But the Apostle Paul has warned us over and over again to recognize the battle that we are in and to choose fighting uh, for something that's worth fighting for. And I think, wow, we are there. We are definitely there. Christians have come out of the public sphere. And so we have not been engaged really for many reasons and in many areas of the culture in the United States in particular. And I know I see this in incredibly stark contrast right now uh, in Canada with what's happening in Canada with the passage of Senate Bill 89, which, oh my goodness, uh, basically says it's a rule for foster parents that eventually I think is going to bleed over to biological parents as well. But the the um, Canadian government has just decided that if your child decides that they want to be a different gender and you disagree with that child's choice, the state has the right to take your child from you. And we see this happening uh, certainly from uh, the LGBTQ community who has lobbied very hard for these kinds of things. And we are at war with the culture. We're not at war with the LGBT community. We are at war with the devil himself. We are not at war with Bernie Sanders. And we need to not confuse the issues. Uh, what we are doing with our children is teaching them that though they live in a culture that blurs the lines between right and wrong and devalues the sanctity of human life and marginalizes the values that God has put in place, the ultimate battle is is with the enemy of our souls. We're at war with the one the Bible teaches has one purpose. And John 10.10 says that that purpose is to kill and steal and destroy. And it is serious business, this job of training up the next generation. And so I want to encourage you today to understand that you are a warrior, not just for your kids, but for the generations that follow, that will follow your children. And even more important, uh, because when you see yourself as a warrior and you recognize that it's important to to uh, fight for what God says is worth fighting for, that you learn to use the sort of truth and 
uh, the breastplate of righteousness, the apostle Peter tells us exactly what to do in 1 Peter 5, 8, right? He said, stay alert. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. And if we're going to raise a generation of strong children, we have to learn to engage the enemy rather than run from him. And so the good news in all of this is that although uh, the devil is certainly a powerful adversary, God is more mighty. God is more powerful. And if we remain alert and we walk in right relationship with God, we will always have the upper hand over our enemy. And moms, I want to encourage you to be willing to fight for what God says is worth fighting for. One of my favorite verses in the Bible is found in Zephaniah 3.17. And the reason I love it is because in this verse, the heart of the Father is seen so clearly. Here's what it says. The Lord your God is living among you. Oh, I love that. The Lord your God is living among you. He is a mighty Savior. He will take delight in you with gladness and with His love, He will calm all your fears. He will rejoice over you with singing. And so to the mom who feels like, I can't do this, to the mom who feels battle-worn, God says, I am your mighty Savior. To the mom who wonders or the dad who wonders if she is enough, God says, I delight in you. Uh, To everyone who is afraid, God says, lean into me and let me quiet you with my love. And to those who never felt the, the affirmation of an earthly dad, God says, I will rejoice over you with singing. You see, no matter what we face, God will give us the sustaining grace that we need. He will never leave us and he will never forsake us. He never has and he never will. And I want to encourage every parent that I get a chance to talk to, go back to the word of God, back to the Bible. I keep uh, remembering uh, the words of Dr. Mitchell when I was at Multnomah School of the Bible all those years ago. And his passion was to teach young people to know the word of God because he knew that at some point we were going to be called upon to give an answer for the hope that lies within us. We do not need to be afraid. Um, I'm always telling people, you know, I think it's important to remember that you have, if you have Jesus inside of you, if you have accepted the the, um, the gift, God's free gift of salvation through Jesus, then you have the hope and change inside of you through the power of the Holy Spirit that an entire generation is looking for. An entire generation is looking for it. We have no reason to be ashamed. I'm not ashamed of the gospel, right? Said the Apostle Paul, because it is the power of of Christ for salvation for everyone who believes. We have a message to steward, and that message is hope and change and salvation through Jesus Christ. And I want to encourage you today, teach that to your children. Do exactly what we are instructed to do in Deuteronomy 6, and train your children in righteousness when they get up and when you walk along the way. When you see Bernie Sanders yelling at somebody because of his faith, talk to your kids about that. Jesus said, listen, they're going to hate you. They're going to hate you. But what did Jesus do? In the middle of of a of an entire culture that hated him, he gave up his life for us. Because we don't live for this for this uh, generation. We don't we don't live for the city. We seek a city to come. All right. So we can be encouraged. I want you to be encouraged by what God is doing. Rather than be afraid, go back to the Word of God. Get to know it, and then go forth and be a a, a world changer. Be a difference maker. Because you serve. Uh, the God of the universe. And he, at the end of the day, is going to win this thing. That's what the Bible says. If you have not left a review for this podcast, can I just say, I actually read those. And I was going through the other day and I was reading them with my husband and it's such an encouragement to me. And it also helps uh, boost the podcast rating. So if you would share this podcast with your friends, anybody that you know that needs a shot of biblical truth in the arm, which we all do every day, right? Uh, My husband and I right now in the middle of an audit, having such a good time, 
uh, with the IRS for our nonprofit organization, and a friend of mine uh, sent me a psalm the other day, and I was so encouraged just to read the Word of God. There is so much encouragement in the Word of God. It's the reason I do scripture writing. It's the reason that we do the podcast, and I want to just encourage you to access the power of the Word of God. If you haven't uh, started my scripture writing challenge, we're in the middle, obviously, of the month of June now. We're talking about what a good, good father God is. And I think it's so important for us to remember that uh, God is powerful, that he is our refuge and our fortress, and we can trust him. So check it out, HeidiStJohn.com forward slash scripture writing. And please leave a review over at uh, iTunes. You just go to the iTunes store and click on the podcast. And you can leave a review for that there and by clicking on the little gear shift. So we really appreciate you doing that. I will be, this weekend after Father's Day, I will be in uh, Portland, Oregon for the Ocean Convention. So for those of you who live in the beautiful Pacific Northwest, come on out uh, June 23rd and 24th. And then right after that, I'm going to be at Chef of Alabama the following weekend. So I hope you guys will come out and uh, say hello, and we would certainly covet your prayers. Right. So in the meantime, I hope you guys are taking a break from school and enjoying your family. I'll see you back here on Friday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.